Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a great morning. Hasn't it been good so far? Who enjoyed the worship? It was really something, wasn't it? And a warm welcome to those online as well. And the presence of Jesus has been so strong in here, and it continues to grow. And I really felt that um, what, what was on Jesus' heart while we were worshipping, I really felt that there was something that he wanted to say and something he wanted to do. And his heart is so glad to see us. I was really sensing that and his heart is so glad that we are coming, that we're able to come back together. There's just a joy in his own heart. I mean, he's been with us anyway and we'll talk about that this morning. But there is such a joy in his heart right now and I really want to encourage us in that, that uh, he is so wanting to see you. He's so wanting to engage with you and he's so longing for your praise and so longing for your worship. And I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about separation anxiety. That's the word I got. Now, I know that there would be a professional interpretation of that, but I feel like what he's encouraging us this morning is to step over some of the things that, you know, we may have experienced while we've not been together and to uh, step over some of the things that might make us a little bit nervous about coming back together. So I'm going to begin by praying that through. So Jesus, we thank you that you are here. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you have drawn us together, and in reality, we've never been separated from you, and we have still been joined with each other. But right now, Lord, I ask that you would just lift off any separation anxiety on anyone who is in the room or anyone who's watching online, anyone who's feeling that that tenseness about coming out and coming into a group of people, Jesus, you are here. So I ask that you would just lift that off right now. And Lord, just replace that with the lightness of your joy and the lightness of your presence. Amen. Amen. So let's receive that to begin with. Well, we can... Continuing what we started uh, with Pastor Matt a couple of weeks ago, we're launching into our Healing Hope theme for 2021, and we'll be unpacking that during the year as, as, as uh, God leads us and into the things that he wants to lead us through and, and take us into, and I know it's going to be amazing. But as we celebrated the Christmas season, I just want to step back a little bit and build a bit of a bridge from the Christmas season to where we are now. I don't know about you. But I notice there are a couple of themes coming through in media, in cards, in messages. I don't know whether you picked that up too, but here's the two that I picked up. The first one was hope, Jesus being the hope of the world. Anyone else notice that? That came through very, very uh, consistently. And the other one that came through was Jesus being light. So when we watched, if anyone watched the Carols by Candlelight or any of the other uh, Christmas programs that might have been on television, if you listen to anything on social media, even the cards we send to each other, they're the two themes. So at Christmas, the world starts to look and say, yeah, Jesus is the hope and Jesus is the light. So I want to touch on some of these this morning. This is where we'll start. So first of all, let's remember that the light of the world has come. He's here. He came at Christmas. He didn't go away at New Year. He's here. He came. He's still here. So let's remember that the light of the world has come. And John said to this in, in John 8:12. Jesus said to, uh, to us in John 8:12, "I am the light of the world." And he said, "He who does not, who follows me, will not walk in darkness." So that's the first thing. The light of the world came. He's still here. And this is why we can continue to celebrate and continue to be joyful because he's still with us. And this is also the reason why 
we can place all our hope in Jesus, can't we? So what does that mean? We can place our hope in Jesus and the light of his truth, his word and our eternity with him. How good is that? We place our hope in Jesus every day of our lives. We can wake up and say, yes, Jesus, you are my hope. You are my light. You are the way. And I place my hope in you. Now, let's stop and think for a minute. How many here have experienced the power blackout? Unfortunately, they're a little bit too common (laughs) these days, but a power blackout or you've been camping on a dark night when there's no moonlight, can't find your way around, Uh, especially if you're in an unfamiliar place, you can become quite disoriented, can't you? And I think we've all experienced that one way or another. You know, finding our way around our houses when all of a sudden the power's gone, where's this, where did I put the candles, where did I put the torch, can't remember which cupboard it's in, can't see where I'm going. All of those things we've experienced. And, um, you know, when you're, in an unfa- when you're in your own house, that's probably quite good. If you're in somebody else's house, it's not so good because you don't know where everything is. If you're out camping somewhere, that can be even worse, especially if you don't quite know the territory. So let's think about this. Without any light to help us, it can be very disorienting. So without Jesus, the light of the world, what is life like? Without Jesus, the light of the world, our lives can seem directionless. We don't know which way to go, how to think, what to do, especially when we're in unfamiliar circumstances, which is where we have been since March last year. But with Jesus, we have his word and his spirit to guide us, don't we? So we are now, all of us, we are in unfamiliar territory. And that's the reality of the world we're living in at the moment. Our whole world has changed never to be the same. But Jesus does not change, does he? So Jesus, in Hebrews uh, 13, 8, and I just love this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. So everything else changes, everything else passes away, but Jesus is the same. How good is that? He is here. He's our light. He hasn't changed. He's the one we look for. So when you find yourself in unfamiliar situations, where does your mind go? What happens? What do you start thinking about? This is a reflective question. What do we start thinking about? So our minds can go to all sorts of places, but we can send our mind to focus on Jesus in those situations. So let's think about this for a moment now. During last year in 2020, there was a great hope in the community that once we got to 2021, everything would be okay and we'd be able to go back to the way things were. Can anyone resonate with that? That was a general thinking that was in our community and, of course, that is so not the case. Instead, we started 2021 with a new normal which is very different from anything we've known. We started 2021 with pestilence. We started 2021 with lawlessness in the world. We started 2021 with many things. But I want to say this. These are simply indicators of the times in which we are living. And Jesus told us that in Matthew 24. He told us what would happen during the last days. And these are clear indicators that you and I are living in the last days. How long they are, we don't know. Only God knows. But we're dealing with another, you know, local 
uh, coronavirus outbreaks, and we are going to have to live with those. We're seeing na other nations in lockdown again. We're just seeing the whole cycle going all over again. We've seen lawlessness recently in a democratic nation. These are all things that Jesus prophesied. Jesus prophesied. He said in Matthew 24, we would see these things. So how should we think about all of this? Here we are, starting 2021. This is our new normal. So how should we think about it? I feel that the Lord wants to reassure us this morning, first of all. I want, he wants to reassure us that he is with us. That's the first thing. He is with us. He's here. He's with us. And to remind us that his word did say that we would see these things. And, of course, the timing of his return is getting closer. So we can be really uh, happy about that. At uh, that time, of course, is only known to the Father. But I also feel that he wants to encourage us in this that you and I are the salt, of the, uh, salt and light on the earth because the light of the world is shining brightly through you and I. So the truth this morning for us is this. Jesus is still here. He's still at work today and he's still fulfilling the reason why he came. That does not change because our circumstances change or the whole world is in upheaval. He's still here doing what he came to do. And this is why... Jesus will always be the focus of our hope. There is no other focus. There is no other hope. It is Jesus. He will always be the focus of our hope because he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So let's step back again for a moment. In the Christmas season, we looked at how so many of the prophecies of Jesus were fulfilled when he came. And uh, let's have a look at another one just very quickly. Isaiah 61.1. Jesus himself was speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He was speaking about himself. So let's look at what this said. He said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Now, the only hope for the nation of Israel was Jesus. The only hope for us is Jesus. Jesus the Messiah came, fulfilled those uh, that hope of the nation of Israel. He has fulfilled our hopes and he will continue to fulfill our hope. And he is still doing these things today that he said he would come and do. That's amazing, Jesus speaking about himself. So let's think about this for a minute. Most of us at the end of last year felt a great relief. Having on New Year's Eve was saying, oh, I'm so glad to see the end of that year. I'm so glad to see the end of it. I don't think we've ever had a, a, the end of a year in our lifetime that we have been so ready to usher out and say, let's start again. And that's a very natural response. But I feel that what the Lord wants to do this morning is also just sharpen the lens of our focus and our memory on where he was in 2020 and what he did in 2020. So yes, there's things we want to forget maybe and want to move on from, but I feel that the Lord is saying to us this morning, let's remember what he did and where he was and let's rejoice in that this morning. So what happened here last year? Jesus has been at work. We've seen and heard so many stories from within us and, and from those watching online. We've heard so much about what Jesus has done. We have all experienced his presence. We've all experienced his grace. We've all experienced him. We are here today. We made it. 
We made it. We made it through 2020. Here we are. That's something to celebrate given the year that we've just been through. And I feel that Jesus wants to encourage us to celebrate that. Celebrate where he was. Don't wipe, you know, as we want to uh, you know, leave some things behind. Let's not leave behind where Jesus was and who he is and what he did. And I really feel that the Lord wants to encourage us in that this morning. So during that year, his church was not silenced. We were not silenced and we are not to be silenced. And I said this a couple of weeks ago and I feel that the Lord is just so wanting to encourage us. We were not silenced. We were not shut down. The message went out. People found Jesus. People were healed. People were restored. All of those things happened. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. Why? Because he did, he's still doing what he said he was going to do through the prophet Isaiah. And he's doing it today and he's doing it this morning. So we have... Um, seen actually Jesus, uh, his presence being so strong amongst us. And I've said this before, even when there were five of us here on a Sunday morning, sometimes we're on our knees. His presence was so strong, so strong. His presence was strong online in our online groups. In our online prayer meetings, we've seen people healed. We've seen phenomenal things. So let's not just write off the whole of 2020 as a year that we didn't want and didn't want to go through. Jesus is saying, let's have a look at what I did, where I am. And I really feel that we're to be encouraged this morning in that and to build on that. There is a master plan that God has and he is still outworking his master plan and his master plan involves you and I. So he's wanting to stir us up this morning and I'm getting stirred up. He wants us to be stirred up this morning. He wants us to understand that and he wants us to celebrate that as we move forwards into 2021. So first of all, we can celebrate that we have actually come through a year like no other and God has been faithful. That's a wonderful thing to celebrate. Absolutely. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You brought us through. You brought us through. Thank you, God. And uh, I want you to stop and think for a minute. Everyone has had their own individual experiences, but he's brought you and I through. It's been different for everybody. But let's stop and think for a minute, and I feel that the Lord wants us to do this. Let's just stop and think. What is it that you learned during lockdown last year? What did you learn about God? What did you learn about his faithfulness? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about God's church? These are important things. And I feel that he wants to encourage us this morning during the week to come to take a few minutes and just reflect on that. What is it we learned during that time? Because God was so with us. And uh, to hold on to that because that's something that you can always go back to and that will increase your faith. The next time there's a challenge, you can go back to that and say, well, in this time, this is what I learned. This is where God was. So can I encourage you to do that during the next week? You know, the Israelites built memorial stones after they crossed over the River Jordan to remind themselves of what God has done. This is something similar, to remind ourselves of what God has done. So that some of you, you might have been aware that God upheld you in amazingly increased pressures. And that was the experience for some. For others, you might have become aware that in slowing down, you became more aware of his presence or he might have changed your life a little bit. He's changed mine a little bit during that time. It will be an individual experience, but I really feel that he wants to encourage you this morning to do that. But I also feel that um, the Lord wants to draw our attention to something else this morning, and that's this. And it's interesting because Pastor Rose brought it as a prophetic song this morning in worship. So there you are. This is it. 
There's a battle right around us now that Jesus has already won. He's won it. He's already won it. But there is a battle going on right now. And it's all around us. And it's a continuing battle for our hearts and our minds. And in the world in which we're living and in the season in which we're living, that is absolutely increased. It's escalating. And the battle is uh, the confusion that is in the world is seeking to take our hearts and our minds. And there is confusion in the world. And there's confusion in the world because the God of this world is still active. The God of this world in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, and I'll just read this to you. We're not going to put it up. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. I'm not going to unpack that other than to say, those who do not believe their minds are blinded by the God of this world and there's a lot of conversation going on at the moment, a lot of opinion, a lot of um, um, information that is being pushed at us that we need to discern very carefully because that is the battle for our hearts and our minds and as we've already seen what the Lord is saying to us this morning, keep your eyes and your heart on me, keep your eyes and your heart on who I am, what I have done, who I am in your life. And uh, don't let your heart and mind be stolen by giving attention or too much attention to these other things. And that is the battle because the enemy likes to battle. If he can get your heart and mind off Jesus, that's his number one strategy. So we're not going to do that this morning. So again, in situations of unfamiliarity and uncertainty in which we're still living, we can choose what we believe in those situations. So what do we choose to believe? That God is good that is still on the throne, that is here with his people and that he is outworking his master plan. Where's his master plan? In his word. His master plan is in his word and he is outworking that mightily. Now, why this is so powerful for us, uh, there's three things or three reasons why this is so very powerful for us. First of all, it protects our minds. So when we go back and reflect on what God has done, keep our eyes on what God has done, record what God has done because our memories forget, record it, go back to it like the Israelites' memorial stones in the River Jordan. What that does, it protects our minds from actually forgetting where God was during that season we've just been through. And instead, we can choose to remember his goodness. We can choose to remember his grace. We can choose to remember his faithfulness in all he has brought us through. He has been faithful. He is faithful. He always will be faithful. And he's faithful to take us through the rest of this year and everything else we need to go through. Second reason, it stops us from just accepting the narratives of all forms of media of what's going on in the world. There's so many narratives out there. I mean, it'll just too much. There's one narrative and that's God's narrative. Where is it? In his word. Where do you hear you hear it when you're listening to his word, when you're in the presence of God, when we're praising and worshipping him. He's encouraging us to keep that narrative at the forefront. So I'm not saying don't think about the things of the world or don't care. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying don't accept that the world's narrative of God, which is either he's not there or they're, they're um, questioning him, doubting him, all of those things. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying we shouldn't be engaged, not at all, we should because we are the salt and the light. But I'm saying be careful which narrative of truth we pick up and which uh, narrative of truth about God. So we need information, of course. 
and we should be informed. But we also are encouraged to prayerfully seek God. Prayerfully pray about situations and seek God in those situations. Does that make sense to you? Yeah? Okay. So let's look at this. Let's go back to our power outage. I'm going to put this to you. Taking your eyes off Jesus and what he is doing is like living in a power blackout. Okay. We need his light to guide our minds and our hearts. We can have... We can lose our way by taking our eyes off Jesus. And I think this is why he's just really emphasising this this morning. And as the darkness gets darker, of course, the light shines brighter. And the darkness is getting darker and the light is shining brighter. That is such a reason for hope. That's such a reason for us to carry hope like never before. Because we have Jesus, the hope of the world. And his light is shining brighter. Because as the dark gets darker, the light is much brighter. So the presence of Jesus, I just want to start to finish on this. The presence of Jesus is very real amongst us and can be felt. You can actually sense his presence. You can feel it in the atmosphere. You can feel that sense of peace. You can feel a number of things. He's real. His light is real. His presence with us is real. He's here with us now. Jesus is real. He's alive He's alive, he's real, he will stay with his church always. He will never leave you, he will never forsake you. He will never leave you. And I really feel that he's wanting to set our minds on this this morning and set our hearts on this this morning. We have felt him, as we said, in 2020 during our online services and we felt him in here. But we've really felt him in a very tangible way since we've come back together. And I want to encourage you as we come back together to be aware of that, to step into that, to praise him, to lift up your hands, lift up your voices because he's here and he loves that. He desires that. He wants that. He craves that. Craving is probably not the best word, but you understand what I'm saying. That's what we're here for. We're here to give to him. We're here as living sacrifices to honour him and to praise him with everything we have and he is worthy of it. He is worthy of it. So we're not here to spectate. We're here to engage with him. And just because we're wearing masks and we have to socially distance does not change that at all. In fact, there's a, you know, there's a reason to really keep praising and, and thanking him like never before. So when Jesus turns up, things change, of course, and we have a choice as to how we respond. So what happened as he passed by in John chapter 5, verses 6 to 8? This is the man at the pool of Bethesda. So Jesus spoke to him and when he saw him lying there, he knew he'd been there for a long time and he said to him, do you want to be made well? And the sick man, he said to him, well, I've got no one to put me in the pool when the water's stirred up, but while I'm coming, someone steps down before me, poor me, poor me, I have no will to get up and get in. Sometimes it's like that for us, you know, when Jesus passes by. So the question is, are we ready to get up off our mats when Jesus passes by? Are we ready to rise up and walk into what he's calling us into? So I think that there's uh, six things that I'll just summarise this morning. 
First of all, I feel he wants us to keep our minds and hearts focused on him. That's pretty straightforward. Secondly, build up our faith in him and train our minds by remembering what he's done and staying in the word. Third one, train ourselves to be conscious of his presence. So that's something we need to actively train ourselves to do, to be aware. And you can talk to other people about that if you like. What does that feel like? Four, be ready to respond to him when he's here. Be ready for him. Five, continually surrender to him in every circumstance. And six, be ready to get up off our mat and walk into what he has for us. So it's no accident that we're all here at this point in time, that we're living in 2021. No accident that those watching are here in 2021. And I want to leave you with this truth this morning, and next week I'll unpack this a little bit more. But the truth for you and I is this. You carry the light of Jesus, but you have been called, appointed, and empowered for such a time as this. It is no accident that you're here, and we'll unpack that next week. And Jesus is really calling people at the moment. So we'll explore that next week as we continue with Healing Hope. But right now, what I want us to do is a couple of things. I want us to be prepared to commit to honouring Jesus' presence in our own lives and in our times together. So I'd like to pray. If you'd like to do that, just join with me. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we honour you. Jesus, we celebrate you. And Lord, we don't want any time to pass. We don't want anything, Lord, any time or any opportunity to miss your presence or to miss your moving. Jesus, when you are amongst us, Lord, Lord, we want to be open to you, Lord. Lord, we open our hearts to you right now. Lord, we thank you for what you've brought us through. But Jesus, we're excited for where you're leading us to. Jesus, we're excited that we are the ones who are here on the earth in this season, Lord. We thank you that you have chosen us to be here, Lord, at this time. And Lord, we thank you that we will choose to get up off our mats when you walk by, Lord, when you say, come follow me, when you say, go speak to this person, when he says, do you want to be healed? We will reach out to him and we will respond to him. So thank you, Lord, that we choose to commit to you. We choose to respond to you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're just going to give him a minute before I hand back to Tim. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Just move amongst us now, Lord. You just take a moment just to respond to him. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we praise you. We give you all the glory and all the honour because it belongs to you. Lord, we know that we know these things, but we also know that by your spirit we need to be reminded of these things. So we thank you for that this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. To be continued next week. So let's welcome Tim back. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Pastor Julie. And keep clapping. That was such a powerful, powerful word. I really